Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody has to go vote. And they have to get their friends, their relatives, everyone they know to go vote. If that happens, if we get that kind of a turnout, uh, we're going to win a historic election, maybe the biggest Republican victory since 1920, over 100 years ago. Uh, But that's going to happen only if the American people turn up and vote. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. All the indicators in the last few days are that, in fact, and if you looked at the recent Gallup poll material, for example, where people are just totally disgusted with Biden and with the Democrats who feel deeply that the country's on the wrong track, uh, Gallup said uh, they had the worst data for an off-year election since they began taking that kind of a survey. He's a former Speaker of the House. He's a professor, a historian. He's a futurist. Mr. Speaker, welcome to the Central Valley of California, sir. Well, it's, it's great to have a chance to chat with folks in California. And uh, I think this is just an extraordinary period. And like all the rest of us, I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. We call ourselves uh, conservative missionaries out here behind enemy lines. And your new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, this is the state that it's creeping from. And I want to start with the future. Here in California, ethnic studies, it's really critical race theory. Look into the future, Mr. Speaker. Paint a picture of what this does and will do to our society. Well, I think you have a serious effort by a combination of big government socialists and uh, people who are devoted to wokeism to radically change America, to make it a different country than the remarkably successful and free country we've been for the last 250 years. And I think that uh, one of the reasons this election is so important is that the American people are rising in rebellion against that kind of effort. Uh, and, it, it, and I think you're seeing, even in California, you're seeing increasing voter resistance to the kind of uh, arrogant big government political bureaucracies and the kind of radical values that people have been trying to, to cram down our throats. Uh, we, we have a project, uh, America's New Majority Project, which you can see at americasnewmajorityproject.com. We post all of our polling, all of our focus groups, and we have found that there's an overwhelming American majority that is deeply opposed to the ideas and values of the left. And I think that, frankly, gives me a lot of hope and makes me look forward to this election as a great turning point in American history. Yeah, it's it's really sad what they're doing to kids because uh, everybody that I know is a different race. We still get along. Uh, they're putting poison into our kids' minds. And well, that's right. I think uh, when, when we did our work at, at the uh, America's New Majority Project, 
we asked the question, do you agree or disagree with Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., that what matters should be uh, the content of your character, not the color of your skin? And by 91 to 6, Americans agree that character is more important than race. And that's the why the left is finding itself in such trouble. Pe- people don't want to be told that they should uh, base their life on race. And furthermore, as a free country, we have been more successful at bringing people together, giving them opportunities, uh, than any other country in history. And, and uh, I think the left just doesn't understand uh, why this is such a dramatically successful country. Mr. Speaker, you have futurists. Uh, you are a futurist. And do you think in the future they're going to look back? I always say that in the future they'll look back and go from 1960 till to just a few years ago. This nation made so much progress on race in such a short period of time. W- would you agree? Well, I would agree. And, you know, I do uh, a podcast at Newt's World, and we have all sorts of people come and talk and share their ideas and share their their values. And what I find is uh, whether you're a first-generation immigrant from almost anywhere in the world, uh, whether you represent one, an ethnic minority in the United States, there's a deep sense for most of us uh, that this is an amazing country filled with good, hardworking people and that we have a remarkable future. And then there's this small group, which in our polling data, really runs between 15 and 25% of the country. And that group is just bitterly opposed to America, and they're bitterly opposed to the values that have made us such a successful country. But but they really are, uh, on the low side, they're down around 13 or 15%, and on the high side, they get up to about 25 on some issues. But they're never anywhere near a majority, even though if you watch the news media and if you look at the bureaucracies, you would think that they somehow were the dominant group. They're actually very precariously trying to impose on the rest of us, and that's why they're they're in danger of a huge backlash at, at the ballot box in both 2022 and 2024. Mr. Speaker, earlier I was playing some of your, your audio. Do you believe the polls? If I believe the polls right now, I am giddy, I'm excited, we're going to win back the House, we're going to win back the Senate. How much should I be putting in these polls? Well, look, I think you've got to look at a very wide range of polls. Uh, Some of them are very, very accurate. Some of them are not. Uh, The New York Times got a a weaker Republican poll recently because they also interviewed people who weren't going to vote, you know, which is sort of ridiculous. Um, And and I think you've got to be aware of the bias of the pollsters. I would say, given the number of polls I look at every day, that the trend has been towards the Republicans, it's been driven by uh, the, the, the cost of living crisis, uh, the price of gasoline. The, the price of food has really had a big impact. The Wall Street Journal reported that uh, 27% of suburban women switched from Democrat to Republican in the last two months. I've never seen a switch on that scale. And then somebody pointed out, well, you know, when you went shopping for back to school, it suddenly hits you just how bad the inflation is. And you told all your friends, and there's been this tidal wave moving away from the Democrats. I also think crime has become a huge problem, and it's compounded by illegal immigration. I mean, it's a tragic commentary that Paul Pelosi was attacked by an illegal immigrant who, if Biden was running the government correctly, would not be in the United States, would not have been able to attack an American citizen. So 
I think all these things are coming to bear, and my personal guess is that we will be plus three to plus five in the Senate, and we'll be somewhere between plus 20 and plus uh, 50 in the House, probably around 44. Hey, hey, I like that optimistic tone. I can tell you that much. The new book is called Defeating Big Government Socialism. And as we've seen with socialism, uh, those that are the pedestrians, not the equestrians, uh, inflation, boy, I tell you, it hits the pocketbook. I was surprised Biden even knew about generic raisin bran. What wisdom would you advise Republican leaders to get us out of this, uh, I call it a bank account destruction? Well, first of all, control spending, bring it under control. You know, uh, I led the Congress in the only four balanced budgets in your lifetime. And we did that by, by controlling spending, reforming welfare, and cutting taxes, and cutting regulations to accelerate economic growth. I would say one of the first things I should focus on is liberating the, food, the oil and gas industry uh, so that they could, in fact, um, be in a position to um, bring down the price of diesel fuel and heating oil and gasoline and, and natural gas by just simply dramatically increasing production. Um, and, and I think there are, there are clearly things you can do to begin to get this economy back on track. I did it as a very junior member working with Ronald Reagan and getting us out of Jimmy Carter's combination of inflation and recession. Uh, and uh, I, I know that uh, when I was speaker, we were able to uh, have tremendous changes very quickly. So I think with the new Congress, if, if it focuses on and relies on the American people, it will be amazing what it can accomplish. My guest is former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Mr. Speaker, I've had a lot of candidates uh, through here in the last few weeks out here, local and state elections in California, and so many of them talking water, food, and how it's a national security issue. Does D.C. even know what's really happening out here to the food supply and all the fallowed fields that are going away? You know, we, we uh, Joe Biden, the last time he bought ice cream or, or got an ice cream cone, I'm not sure he paid for it. <laughs> the last time he did it, I couldn't help myself. We went and checked. The price of ice cream has gone up 20% this year. I don't think Biden knows that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm very close to um, Kip Tom, who was the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Food Organization. And Kip, who's a very successful farmer in Indiana, has been briefing me. Uh, between drought and the cost of uh, diesel fuel and the cost of natural gas, which, which feeds directly into things like uh, fertilizer, uh, and then the problems in Ukraine, uh, you're going to see worldwide just tremendous problems uh, in terms of being able to feed people. And you're going to see in the poorest countries significant number of people literally with no food. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly a crisis in the United States you're going to see continued upward pressure on food prices. And I think that's one of the reasons that the Democrats are going to lose so badly next Tuesday is that pe- people go and they fill up their car, realize they can't afford it. Then they go to the gas, to the, to the grocery store, they realize they can't afford it. Uh, and uh, that double whammy, over half the country now says that inflation is the number one issue. And yet when the president made a, a particularly nasty and divisive speech the other night, he never once mentioned any of the problems that the average American worries about. Well, I can say you can hear more about all this. Uh, iHeart has Newt's World, new podcast. It's in the new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Mr. Speaker. Does writing come naturally to you, or do you have to kind of get away somewhere, uh, you know, to, to write? Where do you go to write? 
Well, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm half Irish, and I think my grandmother would say that I had the gift of Blarney. Um, so I, I can write anywhere. I can write on airplanes. I can write in a car. I can write in my office. I can go sit at a restaurant and write. Uh, and, and all I'm doing is taking ideas that are in my head, and it's almost as though I'm talking, and then I just type. Uh, so in a sense, I'm giving myself dictation. Well, it works out very well. Defeating Big Government Socialism is the book. Newt's World's a new podcast. Thank you to talking uh, to us missionaries out here behind enemy lines in California. There's some really good conservatives out here. And I think we just might see a little shocked old uh, Newsom, even if he doesn't lose, uh, which he's pretty determined to win. A a good chunk, though, taking out of uh, his support would make me a happy camper. And I think that's going to happen. I think Californians are beginning to figure out they can't afford the Democrats in Sacramento. Yeah, well, let's hope. Mr. Speaker, thank you for the time you gave us today. God bless you, sir. Thank you. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. listening to the Trevor Carey show on the Valley's Power Talk. This is your election 2022 midterm friendly reminder. Hold up. Hey young man, young man just just listen for a second. You know, you 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 have to be polite and civil when people are talking then other people are talking. And then you you get a chance to talk. Set up your own rally. I think that's the most unraveled I've heard him. He's his composure's normally uh, well, he normally has composure when he gets heckled, but I guess that's kind of uh, the Democrats in trouble with a capital T when Barack Hussein Obama started to lose his coup. I guess we can say uh, they're rushing election funds to New York, Oregon, Illinois, and here in California. Hey, yes, there are. Uh, Newsom wasn't going to campaign. He thought he was going to be able to just kick back and uh, not have to campaign at all, uh, watch NFL and spend time with his kids and go to the French Laundry. But no, he's having to get out there and protect some Democrats across the state in races because what we got here is kind of a, uh, yeah, I'll call it a, a disconnect between what the swamp media have been saying about this and uh, the final days of the activity in the Democratic Party. Uh, they are sending emergency funds to deep blue states. What did you expect when you open up jail cell doors to let criminals out, when you burn federal buildings, when you tell uh, Tommy he's Tanya and then he can be Tommy again and he's zier zare with the pronouns and don't tell your mom and dad and Come on, really? What what did you what did you think? There'd be enough sane-minded Democrats that wouldn't put up with that. Politico. Democrats, top super PAC, making a last-minute buy to aid uh, a uh, congressman in New York, a blue seat, thought they had it nailed, thought they had it nailed. The Democrats spent almost a million on TV, one congressional race in uh, in Rochester, New York, while the Republicans spent 160000 and now they're freaking out. They're having to put more money in it. And we're talking about seats where Biden carried it by more than 20 points. Even Southern California now could be in jeopardy it's happening all around the country and i guess we're supposed to believe that 85 million people that voted for basement boy biden um 
Right, yeah, this did not happen. There's a big difference between 85 million people voting and 85 million ballots being collected. That's why we can't let this extension that they're talking about where we're going to be voting now for for days. That's ridiculous. That would be like an email taking days. That's what letters used to take, right? Days, letters with the mail. Then we got that thing called email. What was that on a computer? How do we tabulate today votes with computers? Why isn't it quicker? I guess we get silence from them. Uh, But suddenly, as we keep uh, advancing technologically, uh, we go backwards when it comes to counting, counting votes and uh, nothing is certain. I mean, even though these polls sound good, that's why I asked uh, Speaker uh, Gingrich there about the, the polls. Should we? He said, well, it depends on what kind of polls. But uh, I will utterly drive home Tuesday night like a skillet across the face if they keep, if they keep the house. I mean, that will stun me. That will stun me. Uh, but again, nothing's certain. And it seems likely that we'll get control of the house. Quite possibly now, even the the Senate, right? Get optimistic, uh, I guess. Vote. Just make sure you vote. I mean, that's so key. That is so key. And don't think, well, everybody else is, boy, this Republican turnout's great. I'm going to, I've done my share. I voted last few elections, so everybody else will do it, right? Don't even think that way. I don't know, but... When that happens, then I gotta we gotta switch on to well, how are Republicans gonna handle that victory? Right? It's it's easy to go look how Biden failed, Biden failed, Biden failed, Biden failed, Biden failed. Right? That's that's easy to do because it's obvious. But I think the hard part will be working to change things. And you know they're gonna have a president that's not gonna be cooperative. He'll be as uncooperative and stubborn and. Uh, you know, uh, and I, I can't say that over the last six, uh, eight, 12 months, Republicans have done a great job, in my opinion, of showing a real clear picture on how they're going to lead Congress. Now, I know they put out their, uh, well, I forgot, uh, the today's version of Newt Gingrich's uh, contract with America. I uh, forgot what the re- See, the fact that I can't even think of it, is that my fault or is that their fault? Uh, but how... how you can't remember it either? Yeah, see, maybe somebody right now listening's blurting it out, but I bet most of us are going, what was the name of that? Uh, how do we move ahead? Well, uh, I think we actually know that uh, how do we get ahead is by getting control. And if we get control of the House and the Senate, man, that would just be a one-two shot, right? That's like... Uh, that's like playing pool, and one ball, bam, hits another one, and two of them go in. You know, that's how that's going to actually feel. But it's time to take the gloves off. Uh, no, no more time to be polite with these individuals. They've had their gloves off for six years. Now they're on the ropes. Uh, but, you know, be cool. Be professional. Because remember how I just called out Obama right there for losing his cool and how different that felt? Commitment to America. Okay, contract with America in the 90s. Commitment to America. Had to look it up. Thank you for doing that. Uh, the commitment to America. Uh, I, I don't know why I haven't heard uh, a lot of advertising and people upset about uh, using the fact that the Democrats did the lockdowns and the mandates. I haven't heard a lot of Republican talk back about that. I guess it's because they got the most recent thing, which is uh, inflation and crime. I understand that. Uh, I think the Democrats are a little bit let down, don't you? That they're, 
I mean, they work so hard on this on this theater production, this political theater production that they put on the January 6th committee. I mean, they did their makeup and practiced probably off-site, uh, you know, and then performed it, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. Uh, we do care the border's not secure. Uh, we do care that uh, gas is off the charts. Uh, we do care that turkeys are going to cost a whole lot more. You know the real thing, the people's business out here. And I hope a GOP Congress focuses on that, uh, what they've been hammering uh, on the campaign trail and turning this around. And maybe, just maybe, uh, see the light. Maybe, Joe, you think Joe will do a Bill Clinton and see the light? Because Bill Clinton changed in 94 after Republicans gave him a psh, psh, psh. Uh, with their gloves across his face, right? Will, will Joe see the light and work with a responsible Republican Congress? No, you know that he won't. That was back in the 1900s. Things were a whole lot different back in the 1900s, weren't they? Yes, they were. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to see here. Watch out, watch out. Uh, I don't know why I have no control of my mouse over here. I was trying to hit some music on the way out. Very odd. This has never, ever happened. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll figure this out and watch out because with inflation, money is tight. I don't have to tell you that. You need to hang on to what you have. Do you know what they're uh, finding around the valley going on right now? ATM skimmers, those skimmers, they're stealing money right here in the valley. I got the story for you coming up next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Jimmy Falla. It says Liz Peak followed this. Uh, maybe you did. Uh, Agent Squires printed this out. It's a tweet. Watching Obama campaign for these Democrats is hilarious. He looks like a guy giving a best man speech for a couple he knows shouldn't be married. <laughs> That's that 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 was funny. I, 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 Hold up. I'll, hey, young man, young uh, man, just just listen hey, for a second. Hey, I'm almost as old as you. Don't call me young man. The uh, skimming devices are out there. And uh, I remember one time thinking, like, is this a device? Because it, it was a, you're supposed to shake the front of them and see if they're really solid uh, or loose. The ones that they're putting in front of ATMs, or they even do it at gas stations sometimes. And they scan your card and get everything. They're called skimming devices. And uh, ABC30.com reporting here out in Corcoran. Um, Bank of the West reported finding three separate skimming devices in their ATMs between October 5th and just a couple days ago on the 2nd. It captures data on the magnetic strip as a camera allows the criminal to capture your pin as you enter it on the keypad. Little over 30 victims have come forward, say they've been victimized, and uh, there are cards being used outside of the city. They they said experts say tug on the card reader. I've heard that before to make sure it's firm and stays intact on the machine and keep a close eye on your counts. And uh, I don't know, just I don't, 
Get an old phone book, hollow it out, and keep a bunch of cash, I guess, might be the safest way, right? Now, I tell you, it's amazing all the uh, the uh, theft that's going on, digital theft that's going on. Well, uh, we talked to the guy yesterday, candidate Lonnie Chen for the controller, chief fiscal officer of the state of California. He's running, looking like he's going to win that race. Uh, they have to oversee the money. And the Fresno City Council yesterday unanimously approved the city manager's recommendation to hire Santino Danisi. Santino Danisi is the new city controller. He uh, currently is the chief officer, financial officer for Fresno Unified. So he's going from one side of the city, the other side of the city, from school district to the city. They're saying he's a native of Fresno. FresnoB.com says the council voted in favor of the city manager's recommendation to terminate longtime city controller Mike Lima. Never heard what all came of that. It, you know it wasn't the phishing scam. Uh, where the city lost $600,000 because that happened to people all over uh, different cities across America. And they would have easily, I think, come out and said, well, due to this, we're going to. I mean, the FBI was involved uh, with that, uh, finding that. But it had to be something more than that, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. When they fired the former city controller, now hiring a new one, I wish we could know a little bit more about that. They did not disclose a reason for Lima's firing, nor did they say if losing the $600,000 was a factor in it. That's what the B said about this. Now, Fresno City Council yesterday, they were getting all ready, all kinds of ready. Uh, or was that just a, that press conference to, was that a PG&E stunt like to get their attention? Because you had uh, the mayor, a couple of council members hold a press conference this week saying that we're going to build our own power company here. Now, there are other uh, cities, municipalities around America that, that do this. Fresno City Council, though, postponed that vote. They were going to do a feasibility study. What does that mean? Taking our taxpayer money uh, to see if we could pay somebody to come in and tell us that, no, you really probably can't handle that. Uh, there were a couple city council members that uh, part of the socialist rat pack that I actually agreed with. We'll get to that in just a moment. Now, this uh, postponement, it's only going to be until they come back in in December. Earlier this week, leaders from the city, county, I read here, from the B, put on a news conference to put PG&E on notice for all the rate increases. And the, I think the delays are the big thing. With the construction projects, how are you going to grow as a city if you get to a certain point where you just have to stop uh, because PG&E will not come out and get it all get it all hooked up? Uh, I, I guess construction uh, planners, uh, you know, everybody that's involved in that business just gets to a point where they understand what PG&E's their behavior, so they probably to save money way plan it out. I, I guess that's the only way that – and what a horrible way to have to do business. Well, pg and is going to be 18 months late, so we'll build this in 16 months, and then they'll be here in two months after that or something. I mean, you can't grow like that. I understand the city's frustration with that. Believe me, city, we're frustrated with you, and that's why we don't think you can even handle uh, a power company. You can't even pick the trash up. Come on. Don't even think that. That's it's a little – uh. It's a little bit, I thinking beyond what can be pulled off because we know some of the city council members, they, they think they work part-time. Some council members express concerns about the language used at the news conference. 
Council President Nelson Nixon Esparza pulled out his whiteboard, drew a graph to explain the issues to his colleagues. He said, I think pressure's good for PG&E. That's probably why they held the press conference. Accountability is good for PG&E. We've seen them be responsive to that. Uh, Esparza went on to say, I'm still trying to figure out how we went from zero to 100 and trying to figure out how to solve this particular problem. I agree with that. He said, I heard about this delay issue from the builder's industry on one day, and a few short days later, we have city officials turning the conversation toward a city-run utility. He shouldn't have said that. Why? You're the city council president, and you're admitting you had zero idea. You knew nothing about the issue that builders and owners were facing with PG&E delays. Uh, You got Mayor Dyer saying it's the number one issue that's holding business back. And, And you are saying that you heard about this on one day, and then a few short days later, they're turning it into a city run utility. Do you guys see why we can't trust this city government right now in the current condition that it's at? City council president admitting to us that obviously, here's the mayor saying it's the number one problem. City council president saying he didn't even know about it till a few days ago. Well, I agree with Esparza that they went from zero to 100. If you look at it from his viewpoint of going, I had no idea. I had no idea it's taking this long to hook up power. I'm a city council president. I'm focused on other issues. Really, asleep at the wheel. Doesn't that right there just show how inept they are? He admitted it. Flat out admitted it. I'll quote him again. I heard about this delay issue from the builder's industry on one day, and a few short days later, we have city officials turning the conversation toward a city-run utility. That's just a glaring example of why you just don't even need to have this conversation. Councilmember Miguel Arias peppered, as the Fresno Bee quotes here, city manager and Mayor Dyer with a number of questions they call premature. Councilmember Luis Chavez said the mayor's administration should focus on one question. How would this directly help our residents? Uh... The, the question shouldn't be, it should be, how in the world do we even think or could even come close to pulling this off? And I love the line here, public comments. Some people doubted the city's ability to run a power utility and pointed to their dissatisfaction with other city services. Correct. Correct. Learn to pedal the bike with the training wheels on. Then we'll take the training wheels off. And if you're still not wobbly and it's cruising along good like you're making progress uh then maybe we say okay let's have a conversation right now the training wheels are on this and i'm glad i'm glad uh we've seen council member arias esparza mike Corbasi, and esmeralda soria voted to postpone uh council member gary bredefeld uh, Luis Chavez and Tyler Maxwell voted against postponing the vote. Now, maybe this is something that I'm thinking is, uh, and, and I'm open to this right now. This is just my initial response because I don't trust this downtown city government. But if they could say A, B, C, D, it's actually easy to do. Uh, it's just like that video game Sims where you build a city. Uh, hey, here's how much it'll cost. And I don't care what their final plans are. If it makes sense on a poster board or a slick video presentation that we pay millions of dollars to have some consultant to come in and go, you can do this one, Fresno. Uh, and they present it. 
I, I still don't have any faith or trust that it would be executed uh, properly. I've had some uh, recent, okay, I'm still paper guy. I don't want to do this online, so I go PG&E bill. Oh, here we go. Oh, it makes you sick. I understand the rates. But uh, I, I think that at the city of Fresno, based upon I've seen how they've been able to handle other services, uh, I think the rates would probably be higher. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. To the safety dance. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms. One for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Yeah, make sure you keep safe out there. Hey, uh, thanks to Sandy. She listens to the show and she mails us these coupons. And Sandy, I pass them out to everybody here at the station. A lot of people got little kids and stuff. Good coupons during this inflation time. And she sent some great uh, newspapers. She knows I'm a newspaper collector. I'm looking at the globe with a big old wanted. Dead or alive bin laden uh the queen dying new york times what that's a saver sandy thank you that's a good one uh september 12 2001 boy that was the day after uh this is the fresno b of september 12 2001 terrorism stuns valley uh headline here as well and another one the, the queen dying las vegas review thank you sandy i appreciate that uh as well uh outside of school outside of school American teens average how many hours a week you think glued to their screens? If you had to guess the average American teen, how many hours they spend? You said 50 in there. Good guess. You probably even made it higher than you would even hope it would be. 70. 70. 70. Americans age 11 to 18 are online an average of 10 hours a day in front of the screen. This is not a teenager. Uh, imagine 10 years ago, five years ago, if I said, hey, this is a sitting U.S. Congresswoman. Here she is in front of her screen talking to Elon Musk. And li- listen to, she's eating like a chicken nugget. And she's putting this out, a professional United States Congresswoman. You don't think the Chinese and the Russians sit back and laugh about stuff like this? Listen, listen to her smacking and talking and eating chicken nuggets. And making- I was at a community event in the Bronx in Co-op City. And when I get home, I see a text from my team saying, hey, let me know if you need any help with this Elon stuff. And I was like, what? So I pulled my Twitter app, and it's like gone. Like, 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 like. It's like a U.S. Congresswoman sitting eating chicken nuggets. When you pull up your mentions and stuff like that, it's just like literally like a blank screen, totally gone. Like your brain, you know. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So it turns out we got under a certain little billionaire skin. He decides to like tweet a screenshot of our campaign store <clears throat> because our sweatshirts are like fifty to fifty eight dollars as some kind of like gotcha that like other people. All right, I'm done. Uh, total seventy hours a week that teenagers spend online. I bet she spends a hundred. Uh, that's AOC there. Uh, but teenagers seventy hours a week. 
And you're going, well, there's no way my my child, there's no way my grandkids, there's no way that I do that, right? Uh, that's double the average time they spend in school if they were banned from screen time. Think, think what they could, they could hold down a full-time and a part-time job. You work 40 hours a week and then another uh, 30 hours, that's, uh, that's almost another full-time, almost two full-time jobs are spent in front of a screen and... A lot of that's multitasking because, you know, texting, scrolling, Instagram, all, all this stuff going on. But it works out to 70 hours a week on screens. And that did not include, ready for this, anytime watching TV. That That's insane. It, and you wonder why when they do go get a job and you're standing there going, yeah, I'll have the number three. Uh, yeah, I had that. I had a real good one of those uh, when I was in Louisiana. You ever been to Louisiana? And they look at you like, uh, no, I live in California. Do you want a side thing with that? And you're like, can't you even talk or a conversation? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sorry for that pause. Allergy sneeze. Uh... This right, and you know what I'm talking about. It's like the communication thing. It's it's almost like they don't even know the the art of small talk. Not all, not all. There's there's still a good number of average uh, teenagers out there that might even spend too much time on screen. They still don't have a conversation. But you st- you see a lot of them, a lot out there. Uh, and and think about how what did we do before screen time? I worked on bicycles i remember a lot of jumping ramps bicycles i remember my basketball goal i remember wearing down backyards by playing uh football with all the neighborhood kids i remember sockum bockums i re- oh army we played army all the time and i was the rule maker i'm like you didn't stay down for 30 seconds first time you're shot 30 seconds second time you're shot 60 seconds third time you're shot 90 seconds fourth time you're shot you're dead you're out of the game right i didn't get shot how did you not get shot you were running across the alley i jump out of the trash can and go bah, 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 bah. you're dead right I, we, we were outside playing ride my i i think now there there would be no parent probably that would allow a uh what a 12 year old to ride a few miles across memphis to the friend's house and i think most of the time i yeah i would maybe call and say hey, i made it here fine and then we would say to my friends mom dad hey hey we're out of here we go down to the boys club we go all around riding all around get pick up games here there go over see who's home kids don't live like that now right uh if you if, if you even saw and sometimes i do i'll be like I don't know, like a seven, six, seven, eight-year-old boy on his bike riding on the sidewalk where I live, and I'm thinking, okay, there's no parent. I find myself being helicopter citizen, right? Like that kid looked awful young to just be, and before that would that would have been that would have been normal. So imagine. Uh, I wonder how much of the man-made lockdown created uh, that uh, seventy hours in that it, it, it's an addiction, right? Maybe I should start timing myself. Maybe we all spend a little bit too much time in front of that old screenola, right? 
Big call now that a lot of people got the call wrong. Should there be amnesty, forgiveness for those people that got COVID wrong, the lockdown, the vaccines? I'll tell you what, for people that are considered experts, that's their job to get it right. Forgiveness or no forgiveness, if you get your job wrong that bad, you need to go. We'll talk about it next. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.